we do appreciate is it on not yet there it is we do appreciate the, the opportunity uh, to come and share God's word this morning and I always ask God the question why do I get so nervous um, I just do I guess I always will get nervous when I come and stand it doesn't matter if it's a small group or or just whenever uh, I, I do get nervous. But I think that's good to be nervous. Um, there's nothing wrong with being nervous. But sometimes I wish that was one thing God would take away from me, is me being nervous. Um, I always enjoy, enjoy Jim uh, when he comes and stands and, and brings God's word, his word. And I'm sure he's nervous inside also, but... Uh, Sometimes he doesn't really let it show. You just pray for a little while, and, and we'll just try to do what God uh, has, us, has us to do this morning. And it's, uh, uh, I don't know what the outline is, or if it's on there or not. Jim said he was going to talk to the ladies, but how can I please God is the question. You know, a lot of times in our life, uh, we want to try to um, please our, our wife or our husband, are our children but I think the most important thing that we need to realize in our life is how can I please God because he's he's really the most important thing in our life is, is God uh, and so we need to figure out how to please him uh, each and every day of our lives how, how to walk and, and how to move and uh, the scriptures found in uh, in Hebrews uh, 11 this morning I've probably took more notes and and on this uh, message than I probably ever took some of them God shared with me probably over a year year and a half ago and just hasn't allowed me to be able to, to speak on it but as we look at Hebrews 11 verse 6 it says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we begin to realize just in this very, very, ver this verse itself, without faith it is impossible to please God. And so many times, even in my life, I'm not walking by faith. I'm walking by sight. And that doesn't please God. God wants us every day to be relying on him, to walk by faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 1. So it, it's, it's in one, I wrote this down. This is the ISV version. It says, now faith is the assurance. So God is desiring us to walk by faith. And there's so many scriptures uh, throughout, throughout the God's word that teaches us how to walk by faith. It goes on the next verse, and it says, Noah, being warned of God, moved by faith and prepared an ark. And so God has commissioned us today not, not only to be prayer warriors, but faith warriors. We need to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. So many times we, we have to see it before we'll believe it, or we have to feel it. You know, doubt in the Scripture says that Thomas wouldn't believe till he seen Jesus. And then Jesus uh, come in his midst and he said, look, look, Thomas, look at my hands. Look at the holes in my hands. 
And he said, look at my side where they pierced me. And he said, oh, Lord, I, I believe. And Jesus said, yeah, you believe because you see, but blessed are those that have not seen and yet believe. I've not ever seen Jesus. But I still believe him. How and why? Because of his word and of his Holy Spirit. He says, but faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. If we want to please God today, we got to walk by faith. We got to make decisions uh, not by, some, by what we see, but just merely on the faith of God. Sometimes there, God just moves us to move by faith and we won't move because we don't see it. We, so we're a people that has to see it and, and hear it a lot of times before we'll move or act upon it. The Bible says that, that he is a rewarder. When we walk by faith this morning, he is a rewarder of them. God rewards us when we walk by faith. He is a rewarder. He, he, get, he gives us things. He blesses us each time we walk by faith. And each time we, we move in that direction, God continue, continually to rewards us and blesses us. He says, of them that diligently seek him. And I think that's where Adam too falls short sometimes. I don't diligently seek God. A lot of times Adam seeks him when I'm in trouble, when I'm hurting, when I'm in pain. That word diligently there means to search out, to investigate. And I like this word, to crave. Crave. A lot of you have a favorite food that you crave. And you can't wait to get home or, or go by wherever it is. You crave it. You desire it. Sometimes it might be maybe a television show. But you just can't live without it. You just love to watch it. You crave it. What if we of God's people say, I, I think we've yet begun to tap into the things of God. And I really believe that with all my heart packs. And I believe we've not yet to experience God in an amazing power today. Like the disciples did. And I believe it's on this simple fact that we truly as believers don't diligently seek God. We seek the world more than we do godly things today. And I'm not getting on anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself this morning. God has spoke to me. If you want more of me, son, you're going to have to hunger and thirst after me. You're going to have to diligently seek me. If you want to experience me in a more intimate and personal relationship, you're going to have to do your part because I've already done my part. There's something that Adam has to do. I have to diligently seek him or seek after him. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. How many of us can truly today raise our hand and say, Adam, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. We do want our salvation but there's so many other areas in our life that we have to see it before we'll move in that direction. And God's saying, look, we need to learn to walk by faith, not by what we see. Romans 1.17 says, for the righteous shall live by faith. Live by faith. If 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. There's so many, many of you out here right now that God is calling and commissioning you to do something, but you won't do it because you can't see it this morning. There's some of you out there today that God is calling, raising you up to preach. And you're saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, you can't. Not without the power of the Holy Spirit. Not without the unction of the Holy Spirit. See, God is going to put you in a position. That's why I get nervous because I know within myself I'm not able to do this. I, I can't. But if I do my part as a Christian, if I take God's word and I sow it into my heart and I ask God to bless this, then all of a sudden then God will bless it because I poured into God and God pours into me today. It's by faith. Half Jim, he texted me, he said, what's your outline? And half the time I... I don't even know. I don't know what the outline is. All I know is it's God. And it's His Word. And I, and I love Jim and I love the outlines. I, I, I thank God for them. But that's just not the way Adam's wired today. I just sow it into my heart and God brings it out. We don't all have to be like Jim Pinkert or any other preacher. We just have to be ourselves and rely on the Holy Spirit to use us to the fullness of the glory. Not in ourselves, or not in any other man, but in the power of God. I like this one. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 and 5, it says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith shouldn't stand in a man's wisdom, but in power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I know God's real. Number one, His Word says He's real. And number two, there's no possible way that Adam Tool could do what he does, spiritually speaking. I can't come up with this stuff. I can't, I don't have a, a, an excellent speech pattern. But what I do have is the love of Christ, the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. And if I do my part as a Christian and as a believer and I begin to take God's word and I begin to sow it into my heart and I begin to sow it into my life, faith will come forth. You'll do things just out of the Spirit of God moving you and prompting you to do these things. I remember years ago, several years ago, there was a lady, a young girl at the church and she had a terrible headache and we had... Uh, Homecoming, I think, and my wife said, why don't you let Adam pray for you? Now, this is a simple headache. And I just laid my hands on her, as the scripture says, and just prayed for just a simple prayer. It wasn't five minutes, the young girl come back. She said, my headache's gone. Amen. It wasn't nothing Adam done. It was, it was faith. It's faith in the word this morning. It's faith in the promise of God this morning. See, God promised uh, way back then that He would send a son 
to come down the cross for our sins and it was prophesied throughout and throughout and throughout. And that's where we hinge our faith today is on the promises of God that God said that He's going to send His Son back to gather up the church and we ought to be ready today. In Luke 11, 18, 8, I believe the Scripture says that the last part of the verse it says, Will Jesus find faith on earth? Will Jesus find us walking by faith today? Or will he find us walking by sight? How will Jesus find you today? You've never seen him. How will he find you? Romans 4. I love this scripture. If the Lord allows me, I'll turn to it. If don't, I'll just preach from my heart. But <laughs> this morning... In Romans 4, it talks about Abraham. And it talks about a promise. The Bible says that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. That word stagger means to waver. In the book of James, it says, If a man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a person on the seas, like a wave just tossed to and fro. Hey, this is real, church. God is asking us to walk by faith. Don't worry about the outcome. Just worry about what you're becoming. God, God's going to deal with the outcome today. When His time. We, we kind of like Burger King. We want it our way and we want it right then. We shouldn't be worried about when it happens because it's going to happen. People are worried about when's Jesus coming back. It doesn't matter when Jesus Christ comes back. What matters is He's coming back. And He's coming back for me and you, those that believe. That's a promise. The Bible says He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. His faith was in a promise. If I, I Googled this, I love Google. But it says in the Bible there's over 700 promises. I didn't look them all up. There's no way Adam Tool could have ever found that many. It says in the New Testament there's over 250 promises. The question is, where is your faith this morning? Is it in a church? Is it in a pastor? Is it in a best friend? Or is it in a promise of God? Because when you walk in God, God's promises, you can begin to see God move truly in your life by faith. Amen. I like to share this story. I had not been saved real long. Some of you going to know where this is, and some of you aren't. But over here where Donnie Miller lives, I have an old 1970 Ford truck. And I just left church. Me and Amy, we hadn't been married a couple years, and we didn't even have kids. And she didn't want to fix dinner, so I had to go get me something. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to Adairsville. I'm going to go grab me a hamburger. Well, the, the fuel gauge on that old truck never did work ever since my father bought the truck when I was eight years old. And I come around... Uh, by Jack Willis's and 
and had just got into the curve and was coming past Donnie Miller's house and my truck ran out of gas. And I said, oh, Lord, get, let this thing coast just as far as it'll coast, Lord. I sure didn't want to have to walk. And if you know where that is, I, I don't know how far it is, but it's a pretty good little ways. I knocked the old truck out of gear, and I just went to, went to riding it, coasting. And I coasted all the way to the QT. All the way to the QT. I've told that story, and people look at me, that preacher's lying. I swear I'm not lying. You get to heaven, you ask God, because I made it to the QT. I think that's that childlike faith, but I had it. I want to say this this morning. This saying's been on my heart for a while. And I teach it to my kids. It's not how you start, but how you finish. I didn't start off as a Christian, but I am one. I didn't start off by walking in faith, but I try. It's very important, church, for me and you. Every day of our lives, we wake up and we start a new day. And we move and we do things. We make bad decisions. I'm about like Jim. I'm ready to throw this thing in the trash. <laughs> and we, we do things and we make bad decisions or whatever. But I'm telling you, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Jesus is looking for a group of people that won't just start strong, but will finish strong. Amen. How many of us since the new year has started trying to eat better? I've done failed, and we ain't even gotten to February, and I've already failed. Eat two pieces of chocolate cake last night before I went to bed. <laughs> but it's not how we start this morning. It's how we finish. God is looking for, a, for people that will finish in faith, that will believe and trust. You know, it's almost sad that the brother has to come up here and continually to ask people to come bring a word. To the basketball games. He shouldn't have to. We ought to be flooded to go help bring the word. Look, you don't have to be a preacher. The Bible says there's power in the word this morning. The Bible says it cuts like a two-edged sword. All you have to do is read it. And the word will do the rest. It's not how we start this morning. But it's how we finish There was a script, there's some scripture found in Luke. I believe it's chapter 6. It talks about a centurion soldier. And it talks about his great faith. He had great faith. I'm trying to hurry because we ain't even got started yet. 
My wife always accuses me of being long-winded. I've never had two pages ready, but they're there just in case this morning. So this Satyrian heard of Jesus and heard what Jesus was going around and doing. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. The reason why we move in the direction we move is because we hear the word and faith moves us to where the word is. I always believed in the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit, even though I didn't see them. Why? Because I heard them. I didn't want to go by man. I had Christian brothers, Christian preachers that said, hey, that stuff's passed away. I didn't take what I was hearing from man. I wanted to hear it from God. I said, God, if this stuff doesn't exist anymore, then you speak to my heart today. But it took some time. It took time today. The Bible says that he came to Christ. He said, Lord, I, I have a servant. He's sick near to death. Jesus said, I'll come. He said, no, I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. But you just speak the word and I know it'll be done. Just speak the word and I know it'll be done. He said, because I am a man of authority. And I say to this soldier, go do this, and he does it. Or go do that, and he does it. The Bible says Jesus marveled. Does Jesus marvel at me and your faith? Does he marvel? The Bible says he marveled at his faith. And he said, I've not seen so great a faith, no, not even in Israel. See, that man heard. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. He heard what Jesus was doing. Jesus hasn't changed. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. He can save anybody. He can heal anybody. By his stripes, we were healed. Our faith should be in a promise. I didn't see Jesus go to the cross, but I seen it in his word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Our faith should be hinged on the promises of God this morning. Just because something starts that way doesn't mean it has to end that way. And if you'll look, go back and look. Look at Luke Luke 6, or it's really Luke 7, 1 through 10. But if you'll look at verse 6, let's just read it. Luke 6, 47 and 49. This is, God's word teaches me and you. So in chapter 7, he talks about the centurion's faith. In Luke 7. But then in Luke 6, starting in verse 47 through 49, he says, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built his house and dig deep and laid a foundation on a rock. 
Can I tell you this morning that faith has a foundation? Faith has a foundation. And when the, when the, uh, when the flood arose and it beat violently upon the house, it could not shake it, for it was founded upon the rock. But he that uh, heareth and doeth not is like a man without the foundation that built his house upon the earth. Against which the storms hit violently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Where is your foundation this morning? It says in verse 48, it says that he dig deep. He dig deep. How deep are you digging this morning in your faith? How dig are you deeping? Do you read the word once a week? Do you pray once a week? You say, preacher, why are you getting on to us? Hey, I am called to not only help my family be the very best they can be, but I'm called to help you be the very best you can be. We have to, can't just be hearers of the word, you have to be doers. And you know what? Walking by faith sure looks silly sometimes. People laugh at those that try to walk by faith. How many of you would step out of a boat and go to Jesus on the water? Not near one of us would. Probably. Peter did step out of the boat. And he did start toward Jesus this morning. The only problem is he just took his eyes off of him. That's walking by faith this morning. Where is God calling you to, what to do today? What is the calling on your life and you're so afraid to step out? See, that's the Holy Spirit when He prompts you to say things and to do things. You just have to say them and let it just be in their court this morning. So many times God is wanting to use us for His glory and His honor. I love to come here and worship. And I love to come here and hear Jim preach and feel the presence of God. But I don't have to be in here to feel God's presence this morning. Amen. Amen. I could feel him right outside the door. I could feel him any time that I have a hunger and thirst. God's there. Amen. But I have to walk by faith this morning. And there's times I don't feel God. And there's times I say, Lord, where are you? He's never left. Most of the time it's me that's done the leaving. Faith has a foundation. If your house ain't on a foundation, a good foundation, when the storm comes, if you hadn't dig deep and the cares of this world begin to come at you, whatever they may be, it could be a financial stress, it could be a sickness, it could be emotionalness, and you'll fall. And God doesn't like, want that for his church. He wants us to walk by faith this morning. Got five things this morning I just want to share. But I do want you to remember. It's not the way you start. It's the way you finish. I want to say this too. I feel like I'm here because there's a, there's a reason why that me and my family come here. God has used Jim and this church to open up my eyes and to strengthen me in ways that I wouldn't have never been strengthened had not I had, had not I had come to this church. 
Will I always stay here? Don't know. That's between God. Whatever God wants to do with my life. The Bible says I'm bought with a price that don't belong to myself. I belong to him. If he wants to call me somewhere else, then so be it. If he wants, whatever he wants to do with my life, I, I belong to him. We have to realize that this morning. If we're going to walk by faith. Or you'll never experience the things of God. Peter would have never experienced walking on water had not he stepped out of the boat. We won't never experience supernatural things in our life if we don't step out. It does look foolish. People will laugh at you. But had you rather please God or please man? I want to please God. I feel like God is wanting to take this church to the next level. What level is that? Don't know. But I know there's another level. These people still need saving. These people still need healing. There's people still... Uh, Struggling with our emotions inside the church. And God wants us to move us closer and closer and closer. Show you five things in God's word. If you can and will, write this down. The word foundation. Foundation. In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, which is the author and finisher of our faith. Our faith starts with Jesus. And it ends with Jesus. One day I won't need faith, Paxton. Why? Because I'll see Jesus face to face. Why? I won't need faith. Right now I need faith. But I won't need him when I see him. But he is the author and finisher of our faith. That should be your foundation in faith. The foundation of faith. That he's the author and finisher of your faith. But there's things that we have to do with our faith. The same way we have to do with our bodies. If, if I just sit on the couch and continue to eat Reese cups and peanut M&Ms, guess what's going to happen to me? And I don't get out and do some, some type of exercises. It's not going to be a very good ending. So he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. It says in uh, 1 Corinthians 3. It said there's no other foundation that's been laid but that of Christ Jesus. He is our rock. Our faith should be on the rock. The rock of Christ. When Jesus, when Jesus moved with compassion, he moved by faith. Jesus had faith. The next word right under foundation, I want you to write action. Action. There has to be action. In James 2, 17, it says, Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, but I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you thy faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. The devils also believe and, and tremble. But will thou know, O foolish man, 
that faith without works is dead. We have to move. We have to act on our faith. We just can't stand there and just not do anything. That's not faith. God prompts us and moves us to do things that we know we can't do within ourselves. And it takes faith to do it. And that's what God's looking for. So we have to have action. We have to move in that direction. And sometimes, we, sometimes I'll say, Lord, I don't know if it's the direction I'm moving. I, I'm not, I can't hear you. I'm not hearing you clear. You're not saying. So I'm just going to move in that direction. And if I fall on my face, then bless God, I've just fell on my face for God. And I'll get back up and I'll try again. We're so afraid, and Adam tools the world's worst, we're so afraid of failure. We don't want to fail because it makes us look foolish. God's not calling us to look foolish, but He's calling us to be a people of faith. Or we'll sound just like the people, the children of Israel, when Moses tried to lead them out of Egypt's bondage. They begin to murmur and complain. Moses, it'd be better if we was back there. Let's don't get in that condition. The next word is inheritance, right below action, is our inheritance. Or in other words, what belongs to me? There's things that belong to me and you this morning, and it comes through the promises of God. And all we have to do is know the promises, speak the promises, and act upon the promises of God. And I love this scripture. It says in Ephesians uh, 1, 11 through 14, it says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, or in other words, what belongs to me and you as believers, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, and that we should be to the praise of his glory who, tr who first trusted in Christ, and whom ye also trusted after, after that ye have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that you believed were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know what belongs to you? You know what your inheritance is? The Holy Spirit. God promises it. Do you believe it? Is your faith in the promise? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit, that part of God resides on the inside of you? That's what begins to move faith is when you know that it's not within yourself but it's inside of you and that you're not actually doing it it's it's the holy spirit that lives inside of you that's moving you to do things that you know within yourself you're not possibly able to do i've picked up people my wife said you're gonna get your throat cut one day if you don't quit picking up people strangers hitchhikers it's been a while but if the holy spirit prompts you to do it and you die, you've died for God. <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, nobody wants to die, but if, if I'm going to die, I'd rather die for God than die for some careless, stupid mistake that Adam Tools made. We're, we're so, should or shouldn't I just step out in faith? I've done something this week I ain't done in years. I 
took some money and done a little investment and I stepped out in faith. I felt like the Holy Spirit was, was moving me to. I'm a tightwad, so I don't like to spend money. <laughs> the fourth thing. Is this a blessing to you? Amen. The fourth word is thankful. Thankful. Right under the word inheritance. In Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. I believe one part of, the, of our foundation is to walk in thankfulness, to realize that we are a part of the body of Christ. And not everything is going to go perfect, and not everything is going to go as planned. But we're to be thankful. Why? Because we serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. You see, I bring in my remembrance of a man one time. His name was Abram. Later known as Abraham. And God spoke to him. He said, you're going to be the father of many nations. And there's many times God has spoke to me and you. And maybe spoke a word into our life. The Bible says that Sarah and Abraham had thought they would just go on and speed the process of the promise up. And so Sarah was old and stricken, and so was Abraham. And so Sarah gave her handmaid, Hagar, to Abraham so they could start a family through his Hagar. And they had a son called Ishmael. How many of you ever had an Ishmael in your life? I have. I've tried to get ahead of God. I've tried to do things ahead of him. And I read this morning where God spoke to Abraham. And he said, look, my promise that I had was between me and you. It wasn't between Sarah and it wasn't between Hagar. It was between me and you. And God fulfilled that promise. But Abraham had to step up to the faith and stagger not at what God said he could do and he was able to promise it. Today God is calling me and you to walk by faith and to move and to do things that we can't do within ourselves. But that's the people of faith. So to be thankful. The last word. Right under thankful. Right the word hope. I love this one. Titus 2.13. It says looking for that blessed hope. And that glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe when it's all said and done, that our faith, this is the final thing that we should be looking for. It says looking. That means to look, to gaze, to fix. 
Fix your eyes on Jesus. He teaches us in His Word to be ready and be prepared. And look for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of that great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to be looking and be ready for Christ and His appearing and be, be, be excited about His coming. When we look at today's world, it's, it's build this and gain this. And, but I wonder if the church is really ready for Christ. Is the church really ready? Or are we just playing church? Paxton, I want to be ready. I want God to find me in faith. I want, I want to be up and about my Father's business. I want to be sharing the Word. I want to be teaching the Word. I want to be praying. I want to be moving. I don't want to be doing what Adam wants to do. If Adam wanted to be doing what he wanted to be doing, he sure wouldn't be standing up here right now. He wouldn't be uh, in a small group on Wednesday night. He wouldn't be leading a discipleship class on Thursday nights. I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be doing what Adam wants to do. But God has called us up to a, to a greater place, a greater revival, and we won't see those things unless we allow God to work in our heart and our lives and let the promise of God get, take root in our heart. Amen. Those words have to take root and then begin to bear forth fruit. I tell our young boys, the couple guys that come on Thursday night, I say, look, when, when this ends with us, you do the same thing. You get the word of God out there. The Bible says when this world's on fire, the only thing that's going to stand is God's word. So what are you sowing? What are you sowing today? We, we have investments. We have insurance. We take out insurance on our homes because Lord knows we sure wouldn't want nothing to happen to our homes. And the Bible says that this place is going to perish and the things with it. Why won't we take and enhance the kingdom of God this morning and walk by faith today? So what? It looks silly. I told them boys, I'm not a scholar, but I love God and I love His Word and I love reading His Word. I hope God prompts you this morning to step out and do something you've never done before. You may be a prayer warrior. And God's calling you to pray way more than you used to pray. That's what we need this morning. How many of you like crossword puzzles? Take your pencil now and the first letter of each word. And draw you a circle all the way around them and tell me what that spells. Faith. It spells faith. And I didn't come up with that. God showed me that several years ago. I, and I told Jim a little bit about it. But never had the opportunity and God never prompted me. It's faith. That's just what God showed me. I ain't saying it's... It's the, that some other preacher showed it to me. That's just what God showed me. Where is my faith? My faith has to have a foundation. Who's my foundation in? It's in Christ. My faith has to have action. If all you do is sit at home and you don't go to work, you ain't going to have a job very long. You have to act. You have to get up and go to work or you don't get paid. 
We have to realize that when, we, when we're moving in that direction, there's things that belong to the children of God. There's an inheritance. There's things that ours, and it's the Holy Ghost. He, Christ said that He breathed on the disciples. What was that signified? He wanted them to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the power of God this morning. That belongs to me and you. When you realize the foundation, when you realize your action, when you realize what God has given you, and when you realize that you're so grateful and thankful that you didn't deserve it, then you'll begin to hope for our Savior. And you'll be so grateful. And you'll get, be so thankful. How about you this morning? Is your faith in Christ? Or is your faith in yourself? The Bible says we shouldn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The power of God. Have you ever seen the power of God? I've seen a little bit. I've seen some power of God. But I'm not satisfied, are you? It's not how we start. It's how we finish. Are you satisfied with where you at today? Are you satisfied with your walk with God today? It's up to us. He said, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Oh, to be filled with the power of God. To feel his presence. I've done a lot of things. I've never took drugs that made me high. So I don't know. I can't speak from that standpoint. But I've done a lot of things in my life that made me excited and Made me shout. I guess in some ways made me high. But nothing. Nothing. Compares. To the Holy Spirit. Nothing compares to it. There ain't a drug in this world. Make you feel. Like the Holy Spirit will. When you move in that direction. And you know the power of God. And how the word can change someone's life. And they can be walking in sin and then turn around and be walking in victory. That's faith this morning. That's faith. I'm going to pray and ask the musicians to come up. <clears throat> Fathers, we just come to you this morning. And first of all, we just lift Jim and his family, Lord, up to you. Continue to pray for, pray for them, Father. Pray they have a good weekend and father we pray lord for the hearts and lives of the believers lord this morning lord i pray that we will be a people that'll be a faith father and lord there's times in our lives we we may start good but we don't finish good lord but i pray lord that that changes today lord i pray that we'll be a, a people lord that finish father you, your son sat on the cross when he was nailed there in between two thieves. It is finished. Lord, I pray that we finish strong for you and your glory. Lord, I pray if there's someone here struggling with a call, Father, that they step out in faith, Lord.
Maybe it's the call of salvation, Father. The Bible says that it's so simple a child could understand this morning. I know the Holy Spirit's moving. And I thank you, Father. Nothing that we've done, Father. But it's all because you and your grace, Lord, this morning. Father, we love you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.